0: Dear friends, we welcome you to The Lilies. The Lilies is the weekly podcast of the New Covenant Faith Foundation. The New Covenant Faith Outreach is the outreach arm of the New Covenant Faith Foundation. The publishers of the weekly podcast, The Lilies. The family ministry of Okechuku Precious Mwala and Dr. Mrs. Precious Onyine Okemwala. Today is our episode number three in season two. And our topic is cast your anxieties on him. Cast your anxieties on him. The reading is... The first epistle of Peter, chapter 5, verse 6 and verse 7. Cast your anxieties on him, says Peter, chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exhort you in due time. Cast all your anxieties upon him. For it cares for you. Apostle Peter was one of the most dominant and most anxious, most um, celebrated, as it were, most prominent disciple of Jesus. If there were ten questions the disciples asked Jesus you could be sure that Apostle Paul uh, Peter had asked about eight of them. And uh, even when the disciples were afraid of asking Jesus' question, Peter would, anything people are afraid of saying, Peter would say it. He was so anxious, he was so zealous for the Lord, that uh, he even told Jesus when he was trying to talk to them about the fact of his death and betrayal, He said, even if everybody would abandon you, I will will die with you. And he was serious. As long as human capacity, human strength was concerned, Peter was willing, he was ready. He saw it all. But he realized that there is not much you can do with human strength. After all the experiences of Peter, uh, he saw himself betray Jesus uh, or deny Jesus, something he wouldn't have naturally Uh, by his own strength, too, he saw himself transformed uh, by the Holy Spirit. He saw a new person after he encountered the Lord genuinely. He was able to draw a line between human strength and the grace of God. So in the epistle of Peter, he's his writings, he can see a new approach to faith, a new approach to life. In this letter to the believers, he said, Bring yourself down, humble yourself before the Lord, that He might exalt you in due time. Cast your care upon Him. Don't carry your burden by yourself. Cast your care upon Him, and He will take care of you. Now, the word anxiety, um, uh, the word anxiety is an unpleasant state of mental uneasiness nervousness apprehension or obsession or concern about something an unpleasant state of mental uneasiness nervousness you know apprehension or obsession that is what anxiety is all about and then Anxieties have great, 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 great um, capacity of bringing harm to our health. Um, we shall talk about that much later. Now, there are a number of things that are implied when the scripture say, cast your anxieties upon him. There are so many things that are implied. First, when you keep worries to yourself, you are like somebody who is carrying a body. It puts pressure. Worries put pressure. They put strain on your mind. Okay? And when you put strain on your mind, they have both immediate and future, you know, effect on your person and your, and your health. The strengths we put on ourselves have both feature and immediate negative implications on our health. If you see, you walk into a compound and there is a dog in that compound, when the dog feels threatened, you realize that the hair will stand. The hair will stand. If you see somebody who is very fair, very, very fair in completion, if the person... It's angry, very sad. You see that the skin will turn reddish. That is a sign of, you know, readiness to act as a result of the, 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 the hormones in the body that have been agitated. You know, the scientists say that when somebody is angry, the, 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 the person secretes insulin to the blood. And then he has the capacity of stretching the nerves in readiness for combat. Okay? Now, you will realize that when these things continue, after a long time, sometimes somebody's mental ability, cognitive function begin to be impaired. And as we speak with you, there are so many increased cases of dementia and um, all kinds of mental diseases Affecting men, particularly when they start getting older. A man just died last week uh, because uh, they called him to inform him that his elder sister died, and he he was so so worried and went into t- tension and coma, and eventually he died. So the world casts your your anxieties on Christ. It's like saying, put your burdens. Put your burdens, those loads you are you carry, whatever sources of the problem or anxiety, put them on Jesus. Remove the load you are carrying and put them on Jesus. That is the reason for which Jesus died. Jesus came and died on the cross of Calvary that he might carry away our burden. He might carry away our load. There are three things the Lord achieved for us on the cross of Calvary. One is that he took away the load of sin. He became sin for us. The, the, the problem between man and God was sin. Sin put a enmity between man and God. God is so righteous. By nature, is holy. He cannot dwell with sin. He wanted to live with man in Eden forever. When sin was found in man, he put a demarcation. He put a problem a gulf between God and man. Jesus came to raise a new humanity. And before that could be done, he had to take away sin. So he became sin for us and died for us to take away the load of sin from us so that we can have access to God and relate with him. The second thing he did for us is to take away the afflictions that are the result of sin. When man sinned, God said, because of what you have done, I now place curse upon the earth. You will not find things easy. You have to struggle to make a living. So sin opened the door for afflictions. Jesus also took away our afflictions on the cross. The Bible said, by his stripes we are being healed. Whatever they are, suffering, sickness. Disease, demonic possession, poverty, everything that man goes through in this world, we are as a result of sin. Sin was what opened the door. His original state, nothing could affect man. Man was a small god on earth, but sin brought affliction. So Jesus took away our affliction. Number three, Jesus gave us eternal life. He gave us eternal life. Mm -hmm. The life of God in man Is eternal life. It's not ordinary kind of life. It's the life, the spark of God. The life that will enable us to do the will of God. Nobody can do the will of God on his own. It's also the life of peace and joy. The life of inherent peace. It's not just temporary peace or joy which we have. Maybe when we receive a gift or when somebody dashes us something or we we have an achievement those are temporary this this peace is inherent this peace is able to sustain us even if things around us are not pleasant we still have an inherent peace is able to sustain us in trouble now this peace is a sign of eternity which we shall have in 1st in John chapter 5, verse 13, John said, I am writing this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. So, the life Jesus gives is eternal is 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 life. Now, the eternal life has two implications. One, the life we live now. When somebody gives his life to Jesus, he is no longer, you know, a, an ordinary person, you know, when you surrender your life to Jesus, the, a new life comes into you. You, the, the self, natural life is done away with. We take on God's own kind of life, and then the person's worldview will change. Even if we live on earth. We, our citizenship is in heaven in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. The Bible says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and we wait our savior there. When our worldview changes, the way we think about this life, the way we see things change. You know, since we know we don't belong here, when we lose anything that is material, we don't die for it. We don't die for it because we don't belong here. We are strangers here. This is the kind of mindset the person who has genuinely surrendered his life to Jesus will have. The self-worry, anxiety, you know, greed, and all those things that are associated with our human nature will be done away with. That is what Jesus achieved for us. And when this happens, the... Incidences of worry and anxiety we reduce. So one of the things that guarantee peace of mind, even in the midst of unpleasant situations, is genuine transformation. Genuine transformation. In fact, that was what Peter was saying in our text in verse 1 of 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter said, I am writing to the elders among you. I am doing so also as a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. How can Peter be talking about the glory that has not been revealed? Jesus took them to the Mount of Transfiguration and God revealed the glory to Peter and um, John and James. This encounter changed their idea about life. They were transformed. Peter, and John and James never remain the same. If you see the epistle of Peter and John, you will see them writing that which was from the beginning, which we have seen, which we have heard, which we have tested. We write to you that God gave us his son Jesus Christ, that we may have life, that you may share the same fellowship with us, because our fellowship is with, is with Christ and with God. You know, so this is genuine transformation. There are so many people who are still carrying their burden. Because they have not come to this personal encounter. They have not come to the realization of what Jesus has done for them. Jesus has taken our body on the cross of Calvary. Cast your care upon him. Now, there are scriptural examples of people whose cares were actually an obstacle to the miracle of jesus and i give you two of them our cares if we don't remove our bodies and put them on jesus they have the 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 capacity of standing between us and our miracles standing between us and the answer to our prayers standing between us and our healing standing between us and our breakthrough when lazarus died it was four days in the grave. Was already, you know, smelling. And Jesus went to, to 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 raise Lazarus from the dead. When Jesus got to the city of Lazarus, Mary and Martha, his sisters, the sisters came to him and said, "Look, Lord, we know if you were here, our brother would have died. We know, you know, they were worried. The burden of the Death of their brother, the hopelessness of the situation beclouded clouded them. And Jesus said to, 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 to Martha, He said, Look, your brother will rise, will rise again. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. If anyone believes in me, he will live. If anyone believes in me, even if he dies, he shall rise again. Matter say, I know that he, that will happen when you will come again. It is not now, you can see. bodies, anxieties have a way of beclouding our our our, our, our faith, even. You cannot see beyond the immediate. You cannot appreciate the power of God to intervene in your situation. Jesus continued until when they got to the grave. Jesus said, open the grave. Mother said, No, no, it's already smelling. She did not just still believe. You know, for her, Lazarus had died and he's gone forever. You can see the bonding was still on her heart. And Jesus insisted. I said to him, to her, Have I not told you? Did I not tell you that if you believe, your brother will live again? Open the way the stone. Then they now rolled away. When the stone was rolled away, Lazarus came forth life. You can see, when they now remove their human understanding, you know, allow the word of God to prevail over the hopelessness that has cast a veil over their faith, and put it on Jesus and believe his word, they were able to roll away the stone, and Lazarus came back to life. In Luke chapter 8, we saw the daughter of of, of Jairus who was uh, dead. Uh, he was sick initially, and then they they sent for Jesus to come and heal the child, to come and and, and and heal her. And as Jesus was coming, so many obstacles on the road. You know, the woman with the issue of blood came, and the, he had to stop. Who touched me? And they, you know, the, Jesus seemed to have delayed his his, his coming. And uh, shortly afterwards, people came and said, "Look, the man, the, the 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 child has has died. Do not trouble the master anymore." Now that had the tendency of making the man just lose hope. In Luke chapter 8 verse 50, Jesus turned to the man and he said to him, do not be afraid, only believe and your daughter will live. And he took the man and his wife, Peter, John and James and asked every other person the doubters. They were laughing at him. Those who were doubting, he kept them outside. And he took the man's, the, the girl's parents, and took Peter, James, and John, and entered into the house. And said, young girl, I said to you, arise. And the child arose. Now, if Jairus did not believe Jesus, if Jairus had said, "Ah, my daughter has died, let me just. Jairus took, took over. He allowed Jesus to take over the body. He did not carry the burden of the death of the daughter. Otherwise, he would have said, Master, just go, just go, just go. Let me go and bear my sorrow. He believed Jesus. Sometimes our burdens become obstacle to our miracle. What burden are you carrying today? What burden are you carrying? Is it reproaches, failure of the past? Things that you couldn't achieve before? In Jeremiah 31 verse 19, Jeremiah 31 verse 19, um, Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 19, Jeremiah said, um, when I bear the reproach of, he said, surely after my turning, I repented because I bore the reproach of my youth. Surely, after my turning, I repented, and after I was instructed, I struck myself on the thigh. I was ashamed. Yes, I was humiliated because I bought the reproach of my youth. The burden can be past experiences. You are worried about them. You have refused to forget them. People offended you. You have refused to forgive them. You did not succeed some time ago. You have not refused to let it go. What happened at home before you traveled? You have refused to let it go. What people say about you, you know, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about confound your adversaries. Sometimes what people say about you is a problem. Is a problem. You have refused to let it go. You are worried about what people have said about your person. They have cast aspersion on your person and you are worried about it. They have said lies about you. They have... You know, accuse you firstly, you are worried. There are different things that can become a burden on somebody. Isaiah 51, verse 7 says, Isaiah 51 verse 7, says, listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law, do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. Do not be afraid of the reproach of men. Don't fear their insult. Why are you worried about what people say? And you forget about what God said. The word of God is supreme. The judgment of God is right. His judgment is overall. Nobody can utter what God has said. Why are you carrying those burdens? You know, in Isaiah 54, verse 4, Isaiah 54 and um, verse 4, the Bible says, Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not put, be put to shame. You will forget the shame of your youth." and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. God said, if you carry a burden and put it on me, I will intervene. And those reproaches, those failures, those insults, those aspersions, you will not remember them again. To carry our burdens, the Bible sees, sees it as a sign of pride. It's like you can do it by yourself. If you know you cannot do it, there is no need to carry them. You will place them on the person who has been anointed. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good. Somebody has been empowered, has been trained, and given authority to handle your situation, and you are handling handling it by yourself. It's a sign of pride. That is why in our text, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, it said, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exhort you in due time. That was said before the fact of casting your anxieties on him. Before saying, cast your anxieties on him, he first of all said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. When you bear the burdens that God himself, is, the, the reason Jesus came into this world is to carry your burdens. When you carry them as if you can't do it, it's a sign of pride. Humble yourself today. Place your burdens on Jesus. And I pray that the Lord God Almighty Will lift those bodies The Bible says it shall come to pass That this body will be lifted up your shoulder By the reason of the anointing May the power that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave Take away every body And cause your, light, your, your body to be light May the Lord bring peace That passes all understanding Over of, of your soul Now and forever Amen